0: You are listening to the Revive the World Ministries podcast. We hope this message encourages you to be all God created you to be so that you can impact the world around you with the love and power of God. For more information about us, you can visit our website at revivetheworld.org or visit us in person each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. We hope to connect with you soon. If you want to turn in your Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, I think Nikki touched on this on Wednesday night. I know she touched on uh, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. And so the, the last two messages you've heard, one from Aaron on Sunday, one from Nikki on Wednesday, and you can see a, th- you can see a theme in, in, in what is being taught and Aaron talked about us, uh, essentially about the cross, that the cross and the blood are enough, right? It's, it paid for everything. And us coming to that cross uh, is essential to us becoming everything that we were always created to be. Uh, and, and Nikki does such a, a great job, as Aaron did, with talking about the cross and the blood, of uh, learning to rest in and receive What the Father wants to pour out. We come out and we just come to Him, and and as the scripture says, we come to Him and drink. We come to Him and we learn to enjoy Him. We come to Him and learn that we are worth the love of the Father, and therefore we can receive the love of the Father. And so I want to add another piece to that that it doesn't stop at the cross and it doesn't stop at receiving, that all of those things are for a purpose. All of those things are for a purpose. And it's and it's not it's not just for enjoyment. It's not just so that I can I can be loved. It's not it's not that. There's evidence actually that I am I am I am being loved. And I I would uh, propose to you that it is it's not even the blessing that's evidence that the the Lord is is on me and that I'm receiving His love, because lots of people are blessed, lots that don't know Him. I mean, millionaires and billionaires have figured out they give away 10% of their stuff and they get stuff back. It's a kingdom principle and it works for everybody. And so I, I, I want to read this to you and, and I want to, hopefully, what I see happening is that there's an activation happening across our, our nation I believe there's an activation happening, and it is happening through the things that Aaron taught and through the things that Nikki taught, is that we are being activated by love to do something because we have, we're becoming everything he dreamed we would always be. We're becoming someone, and what I receive, I become, and what I become, I release. What I receive, I become, and what I become, I release. And so <clears throat> you and I were created to become love. And if you're born again, then it's already part of your new nature. But there are things that, that love is to activate on the inside of us. And, and this, this passage in 2 Corinthians 5 becomes, to me, an anthem in this, in this season and all seasons going forward. Because God is calling us out of just being in the building and enjoying Him. That's part of it. But it is a a fraction of kingdom life. (laughs) Are you with me? Okay. I I love gathering around worship. I love all the things we do. But if they do not compel me to do something, then they are all in vain. (laughs) I'm going to get way out of myself because I'm I'm really, I feel very passionate about this. And so 2 Corinthians 5, 17, let me read it to make the the rest of this time legal. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. You say, how is that even possible? Have you ever thought, I don't, I didn't feel, I'm more excited. I feel passionate, but I don't feel different necessarily. I feel some different, but not all the way different. I still have some of the old behaviors and old things. It's because when we got born again, everything actually did become new inside of us. You are completely righteous, completely holy, completely blameless. I love the passion translation. It says that you are uh, actually, he sees you with unstained innocence. You've been restored back to the original intent. And now the only thing that doesn't agree with that is my mind. (laughs) Because it's the only thing that's that I've still got old thinking in. <clears throat> I just wanted to, to point that out because it is, it is the only thing that will prevent the kingdom theology from actually activating everything that he's already placed on the inside of me, is my mind. How, how many times I've, I've talked myself out of a lot of stuff... <laughs> I've talked myself out of approaching a lot of people to share a word with them or to love on them or to ask them if they needed prayer or in situations. You ever done that? I've talked myself out of a lot of things, but it was because it was what was going through my thinking. It's the, on, it's the, on, it's the only war that I really face, the only battle that I truly face is, is in my mind because the enemy already has been defeated now, I realize that he doesn't necessarily, he hasn't surrendered. <laughs> I know that he's still, he's still giving it a good college try, right? But, he, <laughs> but when I understand what Jesus did on the cross in, second, uh, or in Colossians chapter 2, it says that he disarmed principalities and powers of the cross. He stripped them of all authority. And we'll probably get to Matthew 28 in a minute where Jesus states that very thing. And so the battle that I face is my beliefs. And that's why I turn all my warfare guns to my thinking. And I don't focus on what the enemy's doing. I focus on what I see God doing. And so Second Corinthians, or back here, verse... Uh, Verse 18, now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Verse 20, now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. (laughs) Now then we're new creations. God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not counting the, everything that we had done wrong against us. It was already taken care of before the foundation of the world. Because he was the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. And to him it was already done. And so because he sees that, he's not, he's not counting the trespasses, the sins against us. He's saying, look, it's, it's not even a sin issue. Uh, I'm just trying to get you to see that I sent my son so that you and I could have a relationship because it was what we were always meant to have. And once you have connection with me, you will know. you will know who you are always created to be because you'll experience my love and my love will do that for you. We say His love comes with no, no strings attached, right? That's absolutely 100% true. It's unconditional love. No conditions. But it does something to us. And that's why Paul says, Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. <laughs> Ambassador. You know what ambassadors don't do? <laughs> Sit around and do nothing. <laughs> They don't, you get fired for that. <laughs> now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled, be reconciled to God, because he gave us the ministry of, of reconciliation. What a privilege that we get to do and carry the same message that Jesus carried when he was on the planet. He said, now you've got the ministry of reconciliation, I already paid the price. I destroyed the authority that the enemy had because Adam and Eve handed it over, and now I am giving it to you to enforce the victory and to bring reconciliation to all those that still need it, just like I gave it to you, freely, not counting your trespasses against you, not focusing on their sin or what they're doing wrong, right? So, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. <laughs> he made him who knew no sin to be sin for me. <sighs> That's amazing. So in that statement, it, it, it reinforces what you see in John three sixteen that God so loved the world, so he gave. God so loved the world that he gave. Jesus loved us so much that he had something on the inside of him that drove him out of heaven into planet earth to humble himself to the point of death, death on the cross, and that he would actually submit himself down to the place of being a small child. Like, you can't get any more vulnerable than that. And so he, he does this because there was something on the inside of him, and I propose to you that the love inside of him for all of humanity, resulted in go. (laughs) It resulted in action because love's an action word. I won't ask the men, how many of you have been told, show me me you love me. (laughs) Don't talk about it, show me. Right? Talk's cheap. (laughs) I, I might have been one. So, because it's true. You know, you, you. It, I would constantly repeat things and say things that were kind. They were, they were the right language. I had the right. I learned the right relational language. We've almost married thir- eleven years. I've uh, been together on thirteen, a little over thirteen now. And so, I, I had learned, I, I had learned to talk the talk. But I, one, one of the many things that I love about Lindsay is that. She is very straightforward. I never have to guess what she's thinking. Right? There are no games, as there's not supposed to be. (laughs) There, there are no games, and she, and so she just shoots straight with me, which I always appreciate. And so you say this, but you do this. So I need, I need, I need your actions to line up with your, with your words. (laughs) Did you just want Joe to hear it, or? I have a feeling he's got it by now <laughs> and so there 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 are there's there's le- there's kingdom language that we have we have learned to talk we have learned in our stream of influence and and the people that run and, and the things that we get to be a part of, there's a, there's a certain language you can pick up. I can tell you, talk to you for 15 minutes and tell you if you're a, a part of what God's doing in, in the stream that we operate in, right? If you're from a different camp of believers, I can probably tell that pretty quickly too. We're all family, but we all have different language that we, that we speak, right? And uh, I'm not saying it should be that way. I'm just saying it is that way. We all know that if you've been a Christian for very long. And so we learn to use these phrases. We we learn to, to pray these prayers. And we, we talk about God, we want to, you to send, we want you to send revival. We, w- we want the kingdom to come on Earth as it is them. And we declare these things out in, in worship and in prayers and in prophetic words, and, and we, we get hype about all these amazing kingdom things. In the midst of it all, we're learning uh, that we are becoming love, because we're learning to receive love. But ambassadors actually go. They go, whether it's, it's down the road or across the world, they, there's, a, there's something on the inside of them. They say, I was made for this position, and so I am accepting the responsibility that comes with it. And when we came into Christianity, we accepted a responsibility, not a ticket to heaven. Right? And so... There is, in learning, to, in learning to receive love, there's something that happens on the inside of us when love, when love comes in. There's evidence that I'm actually receiving the love of the Father. Because I can say it, and it happens by faith, right? It doesn't happen by feeling. Like, everything in the kingdom happens by faith. It doesn't matter if you have some crazy, we call them manifestations. <laughs> people get, you know, whatever, thrown to the ground by the power of God, or they shake, or they laugh, or they just sit still and are very peaceful. There's all kinds of different manifestations, right? I don't care what it looks like to me personally. It used to freak me out. But now I realize there's fruit when people encounter God. And some of the craziest things to onlookers that have happened to me have resulted in fruit. And so I'm fine with People thinking things about me. I'm all right with that. <clears throat> but when love comes in, there's, there's a go that gets activated on the inside of us. There's the desire that was placed on the inside of every son and daughter when we got born again to actually go down the street, to go to the next person that I see, to be drawn towards impossible situations, to desire to say yes to everything that Jesus asked me to do. Before he ever asked, my he already has my yes. That's what love does to me. It, it actually activates the fact that I am an ambassador and that I carry the authority of heaven. There's difference between power and authority. And as I know they I've got a, at least a handful or so of Pentecostals in, in the group, in Acts chapter 1-8 is amazing, right? It says, you shall receive power. It's, it's miracle-working power, Right? It's, it's miraculous power. If you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you've received the power to do miracles. You don't have to wait to read the next book or go to the next conference. It's already inside you. <laughs> it's, you were made for this. And I love that. But there's, there's, an, there's another part to walking in power, which I believe that is even more important, and it's walking in authority. And ambassadors carry the authority of the of the place, of the nation that they come from. And they go into, and actually everywhere that they step, they can't be touched because they're actually, they are a part of that particular country, right? Somebody gets sent from America as an ambassador uh, to Germany, and then they actually, they carry the full weight and authority of that particular country, right? And so that authority was given to them because they were deputized and authorized to carry that and i propose to you that every one of us have been deputized and authorized to carry the kingdom authority that jesus paid for at the cross that comes through this one this one very simple yet very profound thing and that's love is that where i have love i have authority and when i receive love i have love right i know romans 5:5 5, 5 says that the love of god has been poured out in my heart by the holy spirit Every one of us have love. There's a, there, it seems to me like there was a measure given to us, but the Father doesn't want us to operate out of a measure. He wants us to operate out of the overflow of our lives. That it's not like he was saying, you can have this much love and that's all you get. He was saying, I want you to learn to receive my love so that you can have limitless love everywhere that you go. And the activation that comes from love to walk in this authority is exactly what Jesus has desired for every single one of us. Because authority, though power brings miracles, authority brings lasting change. I saw this picture as we were in worship. you remember what a light bright is? The kids just got some light brights for, Ellen Stokely got light brights for their birthday yesterday. You remember light brights? They've been around for a long time. <laughs> they were around when I was a kid <laughs> and they were around when some other people were a kid in the room too, I know. <laughs> and, and so I saw, this, I saw this vision of our, of our country, of, of the United States, and I saw darkness across the, across the nation, right? But then I began to see these lights. They looked like little light brights and they were just lighting up Everywhere. And I got this impression that, that people were receiving God's love and it was activating their, their go on the inside of them. It was activating the authority that we were all meant to carry. And it was actually, it reminded me of Isaiah chapter 60 when he says, though that deep darkness cover the earth, th- don't worry. Because here, let, let me go to it. I'm going to butcher it if I, if, I, uh, if I try to quote it. Isaiah 60 verse 1 says, Arise and shine for your light has come as the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. We see that, right? It's evident. But you know what? It's been evident for thousands and thousands of years. It's not, it's not new darkness. It may look different, but it's still the same. It comes from the same source. It's the same darkness that Jesus already defeated at the cross. It's already done. <clears throat> so, but the, uh, shall for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. And so God's, he's literally saying through Isaiah, that though I, I know what's going to happen, but I, I have a plan. And the plan is, Jesus, and the plan is, through Jesus, you and me, and he's saying, this is, this is the assignment, learn what the cross means, so that we can, do, so we can actually become everything that the cross paid for, it's vital, but we don't live at the front of the cross, we live at the back side of the cross, we don't live in, in I'm not coming to the cross, I'm living through the cross, right, because once I've been there, I don't, I don't have to, I'm just surrendering back to it every single day to what it paid for for me. And so in that, I understand my identity as a son. In that, I understand that I am worth love. This is, so, this is the, this is the biggest one right here. It's one thing to give your life to Jesus and say, yes, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. It's another thing to, to believe that I am actually worth all of his love. And and I know what it's like to struggle with that, that lie that says, no, I'm not worth it. Because I continually look back at the things that I did before. And I say, well, there's always, he's like, you're worth my love. And I'm like, but <laughs> I've got, you know, and you're like, not just the things you do pre-Jesus, like the things you do after you're a Christian. I, I know that the, all of, all of you, you probably haven't sinned since you've been a Christian, but <laughs> I'll let you know that since I've been a Christian, I, I've made a few mistakes. <laughs> I've made a few more than I probably remember, <laughs> and a few more than I'd like to. And so those, though, when he says that you're, every time that we make a mistake or a poor choice, Every time that we step outside of our identity and forget who we are, there's that lie that comes in that says you're not, you're not worth it. Now you've got to earn it, and it's not true, but it feels true, because in in human nature, in our old way of thinking, it makes sense if I do something bad to be punished, and then to have to work myself back into good graces. And the father said no. That's not how it works in the kingdom. Do I repent? That means turn away. Yeah, but the bigger part of repent, as Nikki stated on Wednesday, is actually to change my mind. And I start to change my mind about who I am. And when I change my mind and my thinking about who I am, my behavior changes. And that I don't operate out of the old way that I used to. And I actually begin to operate out of my new nature, which is within the boundaries of Love. And everything that I do comes from this place of love. And then when I come from a place of love, as it says in Romans 13, is that I won't even violate the law that's now written in my heart, that I don't have to look at stone tablets, but it's now what I should and should not do is in here because it's part of my new nature. And it's no longer about a list of rules, but it's about me being in a relationship with the one who designed me to live as holy and righteous. And when I remember those things, then I'm able to get back into this place of saying, oh, yeah, I'm worth your love because your grace says so. It's not because of what I do, but it's because of what you did. And when I begin to understand that, it actually drastically changes the way that I think. My perspective changes because I see the Father clearly, and when I see him clearly, I see me clearly. And when I see me clearly, I'll see you clearly, right? And I'll understand that I am worth his love because he says so. Because he sent Jesus, and he sent him for me, and he sent him for you, and he said, this is what you're worth. And in showing us what we're worth, he demonstrated a lifestyle to us. And he says, yes, I want you to enjoy my love. Yes, I want you to sing these songs and uh, and make amazing declarations and, and prophesy about the kingdom coming, and in the midst of all that. I want you to be activated by the love that I am pouring out freely to all that will receive it and in your activation your go will be ignited and you will begin to go to whoever it is next may not be to Pakistan may be in the gas station it's going to be wherever you go tomorrow you go to work you go to the store you go to the coffee shop you go to your friend's house wherever you go know that you are sent you're not waiting to be sent on some great big assignments, the scent has already happened at the initiation of the cross. And he says, this is what I've I've been waiting for you to understand this, so that you can get a hold of the fact that you carry the same authority that Jesus carried when he was on the planet. He was the ambassador of heaven that set an example for all the rest of the ambassadors that would come after him that would carry love the way that he carried so that darkness that has risen upon upon the earth and has been here for a long time can be driven out off one person's life at a time. I love one person, darkness. I'm I'm, I'm destroying darkness with every person that I love. If it's a crowd of people or the individual that's standing in front of me, darkness is being destroyed when, when love is released. It's the... Igniting, I receive love, it brings my, I, I, I actually begin to be, the, the glory of the Lord is risen upon me, because when I become love, glory has a resting place. <laughs> and that's why it says arise and shine and not ri- arise and reflect, because it's how my glory is actually upon you, because you've become the temple, because you've become the one that I dreamed you would be. Because you've become the one that I, I so, I so so love. And when I understand that, me going, me loving the next person in front of me, it's not an obligation. I'm not doing it out of religious duty. I'm not doing it because I'm just obeying the gospel. I love being obedient, but I don't, I'm not obedient anymore because I think that I have to be. I'm obedient because love compels me to be. It's because I don't, I don't want to do anything else. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want to do anything but love the next person that's standing in front of me. Because I've received this love that I know is not just for me. We take a drink and it turns into a river. That's a pretty good deal, right? He says, come to me and drink. And out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. What's the river for? (laughs) If it was a lake, then it might just be for me. But he said, no, it's a river. And everywhere that you go, this river is to be released. And I don't have to try hard to make it happen because you and I were designed to be ambassadors of love. Jesus set the example of what go looks like. He said, "I'll go at all costs. Cost me one life is what it will cost." And I told you a couple weeks ago, all he wants is all you've got. (laughs) One life. (laughs) We said it today. The final sacrifice has already been made, (laughs) and now I get to be a love offering. (laughs) <laughs> I get to be a love offering and come, become worship to him in everything that I do. And it's all because, it's all because of love. It's all because he loved me, and I get to reciprocate that to the world around me. So I want you to stand with me as we, as we close. <clears throat> Every one of us have been given an assignment. Every one of us. Sometimes when we see people doing something that we deem full-time ministry, <laughs> we're like, "Oh, well they have the assignment to go." And we forget that God placed an assignment on every one of our lives. And just because yours looks different than somebody else doesn't mean it's less significant. We're the body of Christ. I get to do my assignment. You get to do yours. Love brings me to that place that makes it a get to, not a have to. Makes it a want to, not a must. And love, as it invades the room, I believe that some of us are going to get a fresh revelation just on the go that we have. You don't have to go far to find darkness. You go right down the street. It's almost like it's waiting there to be destroyed. <laughs> and it can't do anything about it. <laughs> the devil's not this all powerful, all known being. He's not. He's not equal to God or Jesus. Him playing chess, chess with Jesus is not an accurate picture. It would be a more accurate picture if he was playing chess with Michael, the archangel. <laughs> and losing terribly. <laughs> he's not he's, he's not in the fore, he's not to be in the forefront of our minds. God is moving all over planet earth through common people just like us with messed up backgrounds of brokenness that have been loved into wholeness by the Father. he's doing it all over the world he's literally destroying darkness through humans the bible calls us fragile clay pots (laughs) we hold this incredible power within us it's all the holy spirit and grace so i just want us to position our hearts to receive what he has for us today his love It's the greatest gift we could ever get outside of Jesus, which arguably is his love. (laughs) And so, Father, thank you as we position our hearts to receive today. Thank you that you're destroying lies that say we're not worth everything that you say we are. Thank you that you're breaking down strongholds and mentalities and minds are still part of the old thinking that say that we're not worth everything that jesus paid for us and thank you for the freedom that is coming into our minds in this thank you for the freedom lord that's coming to neural pathways that have been owned by old ways of thinking thank you father yes thank you for freedom in those neural pathways thank you for Even the power of PTSD being broken right now in this moment. And the trauma center of the body being filled with love and peace. Yeah, thank you, Father, for resurrecting people's goes that felt like they've lived in disappointment or had hope deferred. Thank you for resurrecting the go on the inside of every one of us that need it right now. Thank you for love igniting the light in the fire in new ways so that we can go and destroy darkness throughout our city. We can go and destroy it throughout the region, the nation, and those of us that are called to the nations. That we can go those places. I thank you that nothing will stop your love. Nothing will stop your kingdom from advancing. Nothing will stop these powerful sons and daughters from going wherever it is that you have them assigned to. I thank you for helping each one of us see the value in what you have us doing, regardless of what it is. It's vital to the body. So thank you that every person's assignment is significant, is important, is making a difference. So we lean back in this moment and we allow you to love us, Father we allow you to love us so that we can continually become everything that you dreamed we would be and that we can therefore release everything that we are receiving to the world around us. I thank you for a revival across our nation of love of showing, demonstrating what's already happening across the country, of demonstrations of who the Father is as love, as a good dad. I thank you if there's no more restrictions. In a time where we're seeing restrictions, I thank you for restrictions being lifted off of people today. Whether they're watching or they're in this room, I thank you for no more restrictions. Nothing is stopping you from doing whatever it is that the Lord has assigned you to. Nothing in your past, nothing in your present. You're not lacking anything that you need for the assignment. Thank you, Father, for the freedom to go. The freedom to go. you for your love thanks for the little ones that are around today getting activated by your love as they're just playing and being themselves I thank you father for your love activating the go on the inside of each one of them the gifting the calling the assignment the grace the anointing i thank you for each one of those little world changers not waiting until they grow up to change the world but doing it now right now (laughs) as they teach us so many, so many things that we we need to learn as adults to become like little children so that we can see the kingdom. we just bless them, Lord. We bless them as I bless every person that you're pouring out on right now. And I honor them before they get ready to do this appreciation lunch for us. We're so grateful for as pastors. Thank you, Father, there's not a pastor in this room that does it for that. They've all laid down their lives just to be a bridge into your heart. So we bless the food that's in the other room, the time that we're gonna get together to hang out and, and be family, just get to know each other better. Thanks for heart connections. Thanks for what you're doing in this family. In the midst of that, thanks for a bigger building that we hope is coming soon. As us do as everybody else in this room. <laughs> we know that you've got it for us. Anybody you want to show it to, please do. Your timing, your will, your way. Whatever you want, we say yes to. In Jesus' name, amen.